The struggle is real. This is Locked On A's. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another week, come on in to the deep end. The water's fine, and another episode of Locked on A's. Happy to have you here. And if you're here for the very first time, let us know that. If you are an everydayer, yes, thank you. Appreciate that big time. Let us know that, too, in the comment section, or hit us up anytime you want on Twitter, at Locked on A's. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You know all about FanDuel, right? You can make every single moment more with FanDuel. In fact, right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with a $5 bet. Just place a $5 money line bet, $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com, locked on, to get started. Well, my name's Wayne Coy. been an A's fan my entire life, and I have to tell you, I don't know if it's just me or is it close to impossible at this particular moment to allow any of your thought process to focus on the current Oakland Athletics roster or anybody in their minor league system. Again, speaking for myself here, it has honestly become such an off-the-field focus thing now that uh, I'm having a real hard time just allotting the usual amount of headspace, heart space, all of that to my favorite team. And there's no offense whatsoever to anybody that's on the team right now. <laughs> I'm a big Zach Geloff fan. I love me some Esty. But having said all of that, it's just hard to think about what's happening or could be happening on the field when everything's going on uh, as it has been off the field. And believe me, that's never been a problem for me to think about the A's. It just kind of comes naturally. It's in the DNA. It's like breathing, right? Some things come easy. Right now, not so easy. So I'm just uh, I'm just kind of, I think, being transparent with you, just in case you notice a little bit of dip in enthusiasm or maybe a little bit more focus on stuff happening off the field. Well, there's a reason for that, and that's because that's kind of where everything's at right now. And until we get some sort of closure or movement, it's going to be awfully tough, you know, to be able to think about anything else. Um, you really do break these kind of things down into, at least I am, Oakland A's past, Oakland A's present, Oakland A's future, right? So the past is not an issue because those are memories that are locked in. That's, or locked on in this case. It's, uh, it's what you grew up with. It's what imprinted itself upon you. And so thinking about that, conjuring up all those good things from, from the past, the 89 World Series, the uh, well, I won't say the 1990 World Series, but, you know, the 2000s and the playoffs and, of course, all the way back to uh, the uh, three World Series in a row, 72, 3, and 4. That's always going to be there. So that's not the issue. The issue is not the past. The issue is the present, really, because it completely affects, well, it really doesn't, actually, when you think about it. The future affects the present. I was about to say the opposite, but truthfully, it goes the other way because the future is the part we don't know about, you see. So once we do, then we get to the present, and the present is what I'm struggling with. 
because that is 100% of the final piece as far as I'm concerned. So absolutely everything right now is up in the air. The future, what's it look like? I don't know. Uh, who's guiding it? We don't know. Where's it taking place? You got me. You see what I'm saying? So with all those questions that are kind of floating around there, same questions, by the way, that we had a month ago, six months ago, six years ago, right? So much up in the air. And what has existed up until now has been this desire to get it right. The ability to kind of, you know, just close your eyes, focus in on what you're really feeling and what you're feeling is positivity. Much deserved, by the way, for this fan base. An opportunity to play in a new ballpark. A chance to, for once and for all, just put this whole moving thing aside and say, rooted in Oakland, and it really means exactly what it says. You know, preferably new ownership, local ownership that says, we're going to keep the A's here no matter what. That would all be great. Treat the team and the fan base with some respect. That's what you see when you when you close your eyes, or at least I have in the past, right? But now it's, it's different, probably more than any time in the 55-plus years that the A's have been in Oakland. Things are, are different. They just are. Because the future, we're getting back to that now, away from the present to the future, that's the part that's completely unknown. And let's face it, sometimes it seems pretty bleak, right? Well, it depends, of course, on the outcome. And that's the part that we're waiting for. That relocation vote, it is right around the corner. And that's going to be an outcome that's either A, already predetermined, pretty much everybody falls in line, they push it through and it's done. B, and maybe that's just because it's all still very fluid with me, I think there is a chance that the process actually plays out, you know, in a just and democratic way. And then if the end result still is that, you know, the best thing as far as baseball is concerned and the public's concerned is, is that the team moves, well, then we roll with that if that's the case, okay? But to just have it done without really any there, there, that's the hard part, I think. That's what's swirling around in my head because we saw what happened with the legislators, and I'm afraid that without a whole lot of effort, the same thing's going to happen when it gets in front of the owners. I hope not. I would hope that based on the gravity of the situation and the repercussions that can be felt for years and years after this is over, that there's actually some thought that goes into it. So again, that's the present, but it's all determined by what happens or you'd like to see happen in the future. Future feeds the present, present feeds the future, kind of goes that way. And again, the past, we got it on lock, right? So once the outcome is crystal clear, once we do know exactly what's going on, well, then that's the decision I think that every A's fan will be having to make at this point, which would be, am I in? Am I green and gold till I die? Have I already maybe had enough of this, like up to here? And I don't want to hear any more about it. In fact, I found a new team I'm going to root for, or even worse, I'm done with baseball. And I've heard all three of those things. I have... A few friends who have said, you know, A's fan forever and nothing's going to change that. I have other people who said that, look, this has gone on too long. I can't deal with this dysfunction or this dysfunctional organization. 
and I'm outy. I'm going to go find a new team. I'm a Padres fan. I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm a Okay, let's not get ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know where I'm at. Depends on what day of the week. Really does. Because, uh, again, it's just been toxic up to this point. And you want to see it end. So anyway, it's that condition that's kind of rendered me sort of semi-paralyzed. And I'm kind of unable to look past any of this right now as much as I want to talk about Lawrence Butler. I really would love to. I can't. Not right now. I mean, I may force myself to, but you just need to know, for every thought I have about Joe Boyle, I'm having 10 about Rob Manfred and Dave Cavill and John Fisher and schools over stadiums and on and on and on. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's, it's the same group of players, right? It's the same management, same ownership. This team's lost 100 games two years in a row. So just on the surface, it's a little hard to get that excited about that when you have all this other stuff, you know, in play. So I hope you understand. Again, I'm just trying to be transparent, share that with you. Maybe we're of like mind, maybe not. I know there's people in Vegas that are just like, hey, you had your shot, Oakland, A's fans, whatever. It's going to be our team now. Get over it. I've heard that from more than a few people. So I know that that, Emotion is out there as well. And, you know, I've talked quite a bit about this referendum, right? Schools over stadiums, here it comes again. And the fact that uh, they've got an issue with the $380 million that Nevada's legislators gave to John Fisher uh, to build a new stadium in Vegas. Well, the group that's behind schools over stadiums, that's a PAC, okay, they have been dismissed by pretty much every level of baseball and media it's happened it's happened at the local level with the a's it's happened with their lobbyists it's happened with the national media just basically downplaying them saying that you know look what they're doing is not worth your time and i want to tell you there's been a little bit of a shift in the wind in fact if you look close you can see commissioner rob manford holding up his finger to see which way the wind's blowing. Some comments were made by the commissioner right before the beginning of the World Series, and we're going to get into all of that coming up in just a minute. But, man, football season is here. Raiders, Monday Night Football tonight. You know I'm a Raider fan. Do I have to look at this? Do I hide it well? No, I don't. So I'll be watching tonight. FanDuel would certainly make it more interesting, right? America's number one sports book. And right now, if you are a new FanDuel customer, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So that's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, well, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy, and you got a big, wide range of bets that you can get into. You, of course, can bet that money line. You can bet the spread, player props if you want, the overs, the unders, so much more. It's all right there waiting for you. Have some fun with FanDuel. Don't forget, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel. You know it. They are an official partner of the National Football League. And go Raiders. As the entire A's to Vegas saga has been unfolding, 
those that are hopeful for an outcome that kind of resulted in the possibility uh, of maybe rekindling the search of a new home in Oakland, um, probably not feeling so great. You haven't really had a whole lot to hitch your wagon to, other than reverse boycotts and, you know, your bro, because I'm here for you. You're here for me. I love that. Um, but the uh, the Nevada legislators kind of kind of popped that balloon for us, of course, because well, they passed legislation that gives three hundred eighty million dollars in public funds to John Fisher and to the Oakland A's to build a brand new stadium right there, Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana, very busy intersection, right behind right behind what is uh, currently the Tropicana Hotel. But of course, that would be knocked down. They'd be building a new casino hotel, but giving the A's nine acres there. Well, right after that passed, actually two weeks later, something happened. There is a group out there that's uh, associated with education. In fact, they're the Nevada State uh, Association. And their PAC's goal is to prioritize public education. That's what they're all about. And so what they did was they filed a petition to be able to get the whole funding thing, have it be determined not by the legislators and their vote and the governor and all of that special session, but instead that they get it on the ballot as a referendum and then the people of Nevada can decide whether that's a good idea or not. It's a lot of money. Uh, according to the PAC, they say that they're, Main goal is to, quote, prioritize public education over corporate tax giveaways with an intent to challenge the legislator's decision with litigation. And then, of course, to have that referendum to have the issue placed on the state ballot. And that would be in November of 2024. So one year from now. Okay. Well, in the four months that have transpired since that came to be, since the petition was filed, if you've paid any attention, like I said, to any level of the sport, management, Major League Baseball, the media, the overall take has been uh, pretty much, yeah, well, whatever. In fact, I'm going to quote here. These are some of the quotes. Characterization of schools over stadiums that's actually been printed. Okay? DOA. <laughs> we all know what that means. It's dead on arrival. A waste of time and energy. A big, fat, nothing burger. Doomed to fail. This is an exercise in futility. And we are not at all concerned. Those are quotes. Well, the first sign that somebody was actually more concerned than they were letting on was the fact that there was a lawsuit filed just last month, September 26th, on behalf of lobbyist Danny Thompson and Thomas Morley, who are, quote, representatives with ties to the A's, end quote. Well, they stated for their, their lawsuit that the reasons that they're doing it is because, in their opinion, there have been multiple legal flaws with the petition, one of those being that the petition does not include the full text of SB1, doesn't include the entire bill which they claim is mandated by 
the state's constitution. And they say that because they're only using seven out of the 46 sections of the bill, it's illegal and it shouldn't be allowed. Now, they're also claiming that the petition fails to describe the effect of the actual petition itself. And then they put a memo attached to their filing, to the lawsuit, in support of the complaint that notes that the petition only restates select content from SB1 and does so with incorrect and deceptive information, end quote. Now, the lawsuit seeks to declare the petition invalid. They want it to just go away. In addition to schools over stadiums, the lawsuit is also naming Secretary of State Francisco Aguilar as a defendant. And the reason for that is because his job is to uphold the state election laws. So in addition to their desired results, which would be to have the thing thrown out, they also want all of their legal fees. Okay, So that's a lawsuit by two lobbyists who happen to have ties to the Oakland A's. One and one equals two? What do you think? So the Schools Over Stadiums Committee President Dawn Echeverry commented on that lawsuit, and her comment was, quote, educators will not be intimidated or bullied. Just so you know, a hearing for this whole thing is set for November 6th. That's going to be a big hearing. Because that, the result of that, I mean, obviously, if they get rid of it, well, then it's all systems go, and there's nothing really in the way. If the Major League Baseball owners are so inclined to vote yes, that's not going to be in the back of their minds. In addition to the lawsuit, the A's lobbyist, the most recent indication that there's a little bit of concern, in addition to that lawsuit, is the fact that Rob Manfred, who's the commissioner of baseball, who every World Series gets together with the press and kind of gives his little State of the Union and answers a bunch of questions on a bunch of different things. Rule changes, and in this case, relocation. His quote that he gave on Friday was this, quote, if there was an adverse development with respect to that referendum, that would be a significant development, end quote. And then when they asked him to expand on that, of course, he said, well, that's all I can say about that. That's all I can say about that. I don't think he did it like Forrest Gump, but that's what he said. Well, anyway, this is where you could, in fact, I'm going to say you probably should be arching your eyebrow. That's the best I can do. I wish I could do the Belushi, you know, one eyebrow up. That'd be perfect. Because I'm going to tell you why. Rob Manfred, he's a lot of things. One thing he is, is an experienced attorney. And when it comes to making statements that he knows are going to be uh, digested, thought about, knocked around, put in print, put into electronic media, get repeated on locked on A's, all those things, I'm sure, especially that last one, went through his head. So what he says definitely illuminates what's inside his head. And there's no way that you're hearing him say that and not understanding that that speaks volumes. Again, quote, if there was an adverse development with respect to that referendum, that would be a significant development. So he's stating for the record that he's concerned 
And that again would belie where all of his statements up to this point have been, because otherwise his opinion has been pretty much put out there in as many words saying that, look, Oakland exhausted their opportunities to build a new stadium and our patience has run out. We really need an answer on this and we need change and Las Vegas and Mr. Fisher and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So it's pretty evident that he's been in ownership's corner. That's his job after all. But what he just said tells you, I think, that schools over stadiums, regardless of what the teachers union may think, actually has momentum. And again, depending on what happens in this hearing, and I don't even know if there's an appeals process, but if they get the green light to go, they've said that they will begin collecting the signatures, and they need a bunch, over 100,000. And it has to be from 25% from all the different uh, areas here in the state, okay? So that doesn't just come from Clark County. So all of the different uh, voting districts, they all have to be able to chime in because it's a statewide referendum. So that could be a challenge. But anyway, getting ahead of ourselves right now, unless there's a vote a year from now that, that takes the funds away, well, then, you know, obviously – it's, it's the other way, right? I mean, at least if the owners choose to vote that, there would be no reason, nothing standing in their way, right? And the A's made it pretty clear in that, uh, in that Carson City sessions that if they don't have this $380 million, which is what this would in effect take away, well, not in effect, it would. Because if the voters, so it has to get on the ballot, one, but two, if the voters do say, sorry, not on our watch, not with our money, you don't, if that happens, meaning schools over stadiums gets their point across and they get the result that they want, well, then, according to everybody who spoke on behalf of the A's, specifically Steve Hill, they would not be looking at moving to Las Vegas. They would, in his words, have to look at moving someplace else. Probably not Oakland, but then that opens the door maybe to a sale. Or are they seriously going to go take a run at Salt Lake City or Portland or some other place like that. Well, they said that they would probably have to if they didn't have that money. Ruh row. Well, also on Friday, this is important. Tony Clark, executive director of the Major League Baseball Players Association, said, here comes another quote, quote, I do find it interesting that amid conversation and dialogue around finances, Rather than stay in the sixth largest market, they may have them in a perpetual cycle of receiving revenue sharing, end quote. That, of course, referenced to the fact that Las Vegas would indeed be the smallest market in Major League Baseball. Now, keep in mind, the unions got no say whatsoever in how this thing goes, okay? But Clark did say that the league does need to finalize a decision, in his words, sooner rather than later. Well, it's World Series time. What the heck is going on there? We'll talk about that in just a minute. The World Series between the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. On paper? Yeah. Right? Well, at least especially if you're 
with the networks because they wanted to buy Coastal. They always do. They wanted the Dodgers and the Orioles. That would have been the best uh, based on the teams that were in the playoffs, right? Playoffs, of course. But instead, you got you got two teams who are on neither coast, Arizona Diamondbacks, and of course, out of Dallas, Texas, the Texas Rangers. I have to admit, so far, I love the way this thing has gone down. I would almost go so far as to call it an instant classic, and that would be just game one, right? I mean, you kind of had everything in that game, obviously. Uh, looked like, looked like the Arizona was going to win the game. And then the Rangers come back, Corey Seager, with a two-run bomb, ties it up. Then they go extras. And, of course, it's Adolis Garcia who has to step up, go oppo taco, and win the dang thing, walk off home run in the 11th. Chills. Just talking about it now. I'm like, ooh, yes, that was good. Uh, then the Diamondbacks evened it up, which is what you want. You want a competitive World Series. You got it. And that was really all about Merrill Kelly. Doesn't matter. The final score was 9-1. to one. Could have been two to one. Wouldn't have mattered. Uh, he scattered three hits over seven innings, struck out nine, didn't walk anybody. Nails, right? So, and also Tommy Pham going four for four. And not only that, maybe the coolest move I've seen by a Major League Baseball player in a long time, even though he's four for four, even though he's knocking at the door of a Major League World Series record, he didn't know that at the time. He went to his manager and said, look, if we're ahead by this much, I don't want my next at-bat. I want you to give it to Jace Peterson. Yep, same Jace Peterson that was playing for the A's earlier this year. So, of course, Jace got the at-bat, ended up being involved in the scoring anyway. And the big attaboy and way to go, and how cool is that, goes to Tommy Pham. Way to go, Tommy. Very, very cool move. So now the series is shifting to Arizona and Chase Field. It'll be Max Scherzer just trying to get five or six, I think, out of him for Texas. And then uh, Brandon Fought, the rookie for the hometown Diamondbacks. So, again, ought to be a great, great game three. I got football sort of out of my system. Again, my team's playing Monday Night Football, so it could be a little rough. I might be a little torn. This date in A's three, we didn't think we could get out of here without talking about what happened back then, right? Oh, the good old days, like 1974, when Jim Catfish Hunter, on this date, the 30th of October, was able to add a piece of hardware to his trophy case, and boy, did he earn it. Yep, Catfish became the American League Cy Young Award winner in 74. He went 25 and 8, I want to say. I know he won 25. I'm going to have to look and double-check on the losses. Might have been 10. Anyway, 25 wins. Come on now. Plus his ERA was like 2.49. Great for the cat. And then, of course, uh, he left us and went to the Yankees. But that's for another show. Happy 61st birthday to a guy who really wasn't with the A's very long at all. Danny Tartable. Kind of a notable name. Outfielder. Traded to the A's by the Yankees for Ruben Sierra. We talked about when it was his birthday a few days ago. Well, Danny Tartable was only here for about a half a season, got here kind of at the end of July. Hit 261, a couple of home runs, not a real big deal, seven RBI. But the bigger deal, I guess the cooler thing, is that by joining the Oakland A's and becoming a member of our team, it was like Daddy did, so shall the son. Because Jose Tartable was a member of the Oakland A's 
In fact, he wrapped up his career in Oakland, in the green and gold, in 1969 and 70. And then in 1995, his son, Danny, became an Oakland A2. Very cool. Uh, definitely more familiar than Danny Tartable probably is this name. Ready? Marco. I heard you. You said Scudero. It's cool. That's fun, isn't it? Right. Remember the fun times? Well, Marco celebrating his 47th birthday today. Happy birthday. You can't forget what he did in the 2006 ALDS. Like five great defensive plays. It really helped the A's win that game. And then, of course, he hit well as well. I think he, he hit 333 in that series. And uh, again, in the uh, deciding third game, which we took three from the Twins, uh, Marco was just automatico at shortstop. And I know he played for the Giants later, and yeah, he had some big World Series moments, but doggone it, this is an A's podcast. We're not going to talk about that. He's one of my favorite A's of all time. I really liked him. Just went about his business and always seemed to really enjoy himself, right? Big smile on his face. Happy 47th birthday to Marco Scudero. Hey, tomorrow, the author of a very special commentary that you may or may not have read came out yesterday in the Nevada Independent. And the guy who wrote it, the title of the piece is called Our Slow Motion Stadium Night Nightmare Has Just Begun. Of course, when he typed it out, it didn't stumble like I just did. Our Slow Motion Stadium Nightmare Has Just Begun. That's the name of the piece. You can kind of maybe just from the title imagine where it's going, and it is based on the opinions of somebody that is based in Las Vegas. So that's interesting. But anyway, the author of that commentary, uh, Michael, is going to be with us tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to uh, spending some time with him and uh, getting into his headspace to see why he feels the way he feels. Hey, listen, I want to thank you for being here. You are the absolute best part of doing this every day, and I told you at the outset it ain't so easy these days, but you make it a lot easier, put it that way. Thank you, by the way, for making us your first listen every day. Do appreciate that. And again, comments, we'll take them, good, bad, or otherwise. Put them in the comment section, and then let me uh, get right back to you. I promise that I will. Thanks for making it to the end. If you can, give us the thumbs up. We appreciate that. That's how we grow the channel. And, of course, if you can subscribe, then that way uh, you'll know when we're right back here again with another new episode of Locked on A's. Until then, I'm your host, Wayne Coy. You take care of yourself and keep on swinging.